Hello everybody, thank you for joining the Great Dynamics Podcast. My name is Ahmed Hassan and today we have a very special guest, a returning guest, a friend, but now under his real Wait, Carlos, um, I'm not going to attempt your last name for now. I'm going to wait for you to say it first. But guys, Carlos is the man, the myth, the legends behind the Rajax, Rage Intel, War Rage Empire, could I say that? He is a OSINT practitioner. He is a security expert. He is a, well, what's the best words to describe you? He's, he is an incredibly nice guy. And he is probably, and I know I've said this before, but he is one of those people that has helped me out a lot. I've learned a lot from him. But without further ado, Carlos, thank you for coming, man. Ahmad. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast again. I am pleased and very happy to use my name as the first time on your podcast. I'm ready to answer your questions. Perfect. So, Carlos, I mean, we talked a little bit about how you got into this, but can you tell me a little bit about how you grew up and and what was your journey like to where you are today? And please take the long route. You don't have to make it short for me, so. Well, let's start from the beginning. I come from a country that's always been turbulent. It's called Lebanon. It's one of these countries that, that's very small. It's 10,000 kilometers. Well, it's like a city in other countries, or maybe smaller than a city. Uh, my childhood was a bit different from a lot of people. I grew up alone. I've trained myself mainly alone. If you want to go into details how I started the journey of loving the OSINT or loving the wars and stuff, I started playing Red Alert. I was maybe seven years old. That was the first time I, I got introduced to the war tactics. I used to be sad when I win, so I hardened the more and put more enemies and more foes and start, try to work on strategies. At first, I was like winning against computers and against the AI system that was then. And then Radar 2 came with the internet and it started playing against people. So I loved to do tactics. And then Command and Conquer generals came out. And then I started to play 24, 48, 72 hours consecutively against five, six, seven people online. And I really was sad to win. Because I always wanted someone to show me a tactic that's different. So that's how I went into wars and started reading. And my family loved, uh, and my father, to be more uh, into that detail, loved wars. So he used to come and tell me, sit like, this is the war that happened in 1990 when they attacked Saddam Hussein. And these are the weapons. This is the tactic they are using. And I started like sitting hours on the TV watching and seeing and reading how th- how wars are done. And then the Serbian war started with NATO. I was in a different age. And then things, like I started to read more into Hitler, more into the USSR wars, how things got into place. And at the young age, I used to look at how children act, especially bullies. I was bullied a lot. So like I used to defend myself by knowing how the others will act against me, so to to minimize the damage. 
I used to know how the damage will come, mm-hmm. but I used to work on minimizing the mm-hmm. damage. So, can I ask you why you were bullied? Well, it's because I'm a person that doesn't like to interact a lot with people, and I used to be mm-hmm. the type of person that's good with the teachers and bad with the students. And my knowledge was like, if you put me in in front of a computer or or a PC for hours, I would like kill it, if you say. But then when it comes to books, (laughs) when it comes to books and reading and stuff, I used to have problems with that. I wasn't able to focus on Mm -hmm. the studies. So my grades were not that good. I wasn't like a genius at the school. I was the kind of person that got six or seven over 20 out of 20. I was like, my main passion was not studying. It was more to sit and alone or to sit and read alone or to watch and to like see how wars are being built or how conflicts are solved or unsolved. I wanted a humans or the computer or anyone that I'm against to win against me. Like I wanted someone like to come and know my tactics so that I build more knowledge. So this is a small like idea of what things happened. Like I used to know who bullied who and I tried to protect the people that I could to tell them that this guy is coming or like I was not a snitch, but I used to protect the people that were being bullied. So I used to get the hits myself, but I used to try and protect the people that were under threat like girls or young women. So uh, the bullies came at me. So I, I, I didn't care. My most intention was to protect the people that are around me. If you get what I'm saying, like, sure, I'm not being a hero, but I know I can handle, let's say, a a hit or a box or something like that. But that girl wouldn't be able to handle it. So I used to take it uh, and and stand in front of these bullies. And until the principal or someone comes, it will have ended. But I would have taken that shot. But I don't I didn't care. It still happens till now. It's a bit, it's a bit hard now, but let's say I try to protect the people that need some protection, physically or mentally. You understand? So it's, it's been, it's been maybe rough, but I used to see every child or every student, how he acts and what were his intentions to protect the people that are unable to protect themselves. And after like age 14 and 15, things started changing. Like rather than getting hit, I used to protect the people by not hitting back, but like as taking them as friends. So they knew that anyone that would have bullied or something that I will protect them. I will not take the hits anymore. I will hit back. So it changed from like getting the hits to hitting back. And this is as a childhood. And of course, the red alert and the games and all the tactics, strategy tactics continued till now even till now i still aim to play these games that are strategy games like i'm not into command and conquer stuff i'm more into strategy tactical behavior and if you want to go as how things were as a child i used to get to sit let's say and see someone that's going around the house and i see him again and Mm. again so i used to take the, the number of the car and then give it to my parents. Like, this car is changed. Look yeah. into it. 
this is this person came and asked me my name look into that this is his car number so i it's not the way of being an introvert i'm not that but like i don't trust the newcomers or some people that suddenly show so i used mm. to get the information as a child and that's grew up with me as i grew up in age like it it stayed and evolved or what did your parents think well they used to worry that i'm always alone they used to be like what's going on i never went to my parents telling them i'm being bullied or getting hit or something like that i never came and like please help or something when i came home like everything is normal and i tried to adapt to the situation because i used to think in a way that what will my parents do go and talk to the principal then that bully will come and attack me more they are not with me at school so mm-hmm. the more i keep things under the table the more yeah. it's it's better until i get my revenge or get my payback i've never done that but at least i oh, until i reached the place that i could stand up for myself so i didn't go and to the, my parents and tell them that this is happening or this is happening because my grades like were more of bad if you want to call it like my parents were why are your grades so low how are you getting these grades and i didn't have an explanation you know because at our days there wasn't like autism or or having these categories that are now now things are categorized like this mm-hmm. child is autistic mm-hmm. or this child has ADHD or this child so i don't know if i was autistic or if i had mm-hmm. ADHD or i don't know actually so i was a disappointment somehow great wise to my parents but i managed mm-hmm. i managed until an age that i could reach to what i really wanted to do okay and that was you know I train myself. I love training. I love boxing. I love running. I, I do all types of sports that oh. are available. I train my body and mind. And then I went into business. It was the only like major I could go through. I went into accounting because I thought accounting is the best way. The only reason I went into accounting is that because when you enter a business, the only person you can't like control is the accountant. the accountant controls you so the only reason i went into accounting was that i knew i knew that no one can control me or no one can come and be the boss out of me even if i have a boss or someone mm-hmm. at that time what mm-hmm. when i was thinking of that major but being an accountant everyone will, will be afraid of you because you know the money you know the tax you know if they're paying or they are frauds you'll capture them they can't come and tell you go leave or something because you'll have them by the neck is that a good thing to be is that a good thing to have that leverage it's it's not leverage at, as leverage but it's protection you know you can get mm. hundreds of managers you can change your pr manager you can change your hr manager you as uh, ahmed having an accountant is something that's dangerous yeah. to you because you know like this guy will know everything about me well financially but not personally of course okay because but finance at the end is person you know he'll know what you're spending mm-hmm. he'll know if you're going out so yeah 
The only major I was interested in was accounting. I was the top of my class and I took the degree. I worked for, for a year and then I took control of the security company. And that's how things changed until I went into Ajax. And now I have multiple stuff I do at the same time. So security company, how, how did you, how did you get into a security company if you're an accountant or you were an accountant for a security company? No, no, it's a, it's a family business. Ah, okay. I started that step by step, but it's more of a family business. Mm-hmm. And how did that transition from your accounting work for the, for the security company? I mean, we talked about it in the first podcast that the war in Azerbaijan and Armenia for people who haven't heard that one, please listen to that one first was how you got involved in it. If I remember correctly, the Ajax and the transition between going into security and building the security company again and then going into the Ajax was my passion. Like the Ajax is my passion. Security is a passion that I got out of a family business. You know, it's more of something that's been there, but mm-hmm. the Ajax is something that it's mainly me. And the name as the Ajax is actually me because I've always been angry all my life. I have always been in rage, mm-hmm. but personally, mm-hmm. I was in rage. I didn't show that to anyone. It's my personality. Mm-hmm. Like I use the anger and the pain to build and mm-hmm. to help people. I didn't okay. use that to actually attack or get revenge. So I use that as the fuel of my daily work. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's like everyone has a way to go. Like I used that anger and that pain and helped people and went then into the Ajax and started building my own passion, my own product, my own, I can't call it product. It's more of a digitalized me. All right. So we get to the Rajax. When did that start? It started in 2020. At first it was, uh, it was more into technology. I, w- it, I didn't go right then into wars. It was more of COVID period. It was a time of stability and unknown, you know. You can fight a human, but you can't fight a virus. Okay. You don't know how things are coming. So you said there was a period of stability and unknown. Wouldn't you say that unknown is actually counter to stability? Can you explain a little bit more what you mean by that? At that time, the stability I was talking about is that stability in the world, like everyone was at home. There wasn't any conflicts. If you remember, like since the outbreak of COVID, like the whole world was silent, you know? So it was in a way, conflict-wise, stable. But at the pandemic side, it was, Mm -hmm. everything was like out of control. Economically, if you remember back then, fuel prices Mm -hmm. went to zero dollars. Like now fuel is something that's so essential that back then fuel went to zero and to one dollars. If you remember like the, the fuel tanks and the fuel ships were at the sea and no one was buying fuel because like yeah. the uh, China was shut down, USA was shut down, Europe, the whole Europe was shut down. And like it was a time of silence 
before the rumbling started, after COVID, like you can see, like like now every t- every day we hear something. When COVID started, the whole government shut down. Like the whole, everyone wanted everyone to stay at home. And back then, the only conflict that started was the Azerbaijani war on Artsakh or Nagorno-Karabakh. So, I mean, you were saying you started off with technology, covering yeah. technology. I, I, I know that you are a big fan of, of uh, technology. I think that we, we share that passion. How do you make that switch from technology to conflict and security? I used to watch how people used to talk about the new headphones and do podcasts about the new phones. And I, I, I was looking, I, I wanted to try to do that, but I didn't find myself in that place, you know? Like, okay, I love technology, but not to the extent to talk about it. And so I, it wasn't an option to, to go into that. It was not me. Like, I, I love to use technology, but not to talk about technology and headphones or phones or stuff that have to do with my daily basics. And then when the war started, and I started to read and analyze, and I knew how things were going, and started to work on that, I went into Austin. And that that's how Baby Steps started. And I got attacked, and I, I got attacked like, okay, I'm doing, I, aren't I doing the same thing like others? And then I read how things are working with other people, and no, like I'm saying things as they are. So the more I got attacked, the more I put more effort into that uh, stage, I lost my first account. I was like, whoa, I got suspended. This is good. Let's do a new account. So <laughs> I did a new account. That's not how most people would react. You know, when, I, when you get suspended, they want to shut you out. They want you to, get, to go silent. And that's like, whoa, okay, I'm being listened to. I'm be- my tweets are being read. Okay, let's go, let's go deeper and let's go more into that uh, situation. And I did a new account and started working more and I built the website. At first, my website was hideous. You know, it was like it had all under 18. You can't enter because I used to post all the war crimes and I used to link them to my tweets because I knew if I got suspended, they could suspend my Twitter account, but they can't take out my my website. So I went, okay, the only way to get my account not getting suspended and I can't show gore is to build the website, put money in that website, upload the videos on that website and show the people the truth. And this is how my first connection between a website and and Twitter account started. The only reason I, I started the website is that, okay, you want to mm-hmm. shut me out on Twitter? Let's go. Let's do it. I'll build the website. I'll, I'll keep it there till eternity. You can't shut me down. I have the reason for a website. You can't shut my, you can't suspend my website. So I used to tweet and link my webs and link my tweets with the website. And that got a lot of people furious. And I really helped a lot of people. And to be honest, I got a lot of connections with the war crimes. And people talked to me because they wanted to start uh, lawsuits against Azerbaijan in uh, in Europe. So, yeah, I used to get, send them the links. Like, how could we show them? I was like, easy. These are the links. Show them. Build the case. And I'll help you. And this is how I linked my first website to my Twitter account. So I lost two or three accounts on Twitter. 
but my website state. And that's the transition between the technology that didn't actually last that much and the war phase. Yeah, no, I think fascinating, first of all. I mean, you go into it at length in, in the last episode that you did, which was fascinating to me because obviously I didn't know all these things, right? So that was new to me. But what I'm really interested in is from a perspective of now you are more focused on not just conflict, wars, um, you cover, you know, a wide scope of things. I know you have a full-time job and how do you, how does your day look? How do you start? What is your process like? That's what I'm really interested in. Okay. My day starts at 6 a.m. I do a five kilometer run and then I train. I train heavy lifting for like 45 minutes and then do some boxing for around 30 minutes. So I'm fully trained. I'm fully focused at around 9 or 9.30 a.m. During that time, I read. I either read through Twitter or go through websites. I try to like be up to date with what's happening. And then at 9.30, I connect with the company that I'm running. I do the stuff that should be done. I update my day and then go to the office. And through that time, as I'm working, I work on Rajax. Let's say I finish my day at around 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. I continue, like, because I, security companies don't shut down. Like, I have problems that happen at night. I have work that happens in the day. It's, 20, it's 24 hours. It's not like a shift that ends. So during that time, I'm also working on Rajax, and I'm also working on my company. I don't care. I go home. I eat. And then as I eat, I'm updated with what's happening. I write what I have to write. I write my blogs. I write my tweets. I link my Instagram. I'm focused more on Instagram now because I'm working. I'm loving to work on visual stuff more. I'm working on like video scripts. I'm doing scripts for videos to start like to go to another level. I'm working on that and. I sleep at around 3 a.m. and I keep my notifications on for some stuff. So I'm always up to date even as I sleep. I, I sleep, yeah, I sleep around three to four hours and it's like a daily routine. I can't change. Like I can't go to my work without training and I can't, like I have like something that's set. I have to wake up at six. If I wake up at 6.30, then my whole day is is like I, I I lose control, you know. I, sometimes I don't sleep. Let's say it's five thirty. I'm still awake. Okay, I sleep thirty minutes. It's like five forty-five. I sleep fifteen minutes. But that cannot be healthy, right? Yeah, everyone tells me that, but like <laughs> I can't change. <laughs> I, I I can't change. All right. It's something that's been with me since young age. Mm. I can't shift. Like if you tell, if I put a a schedule and something gets like, let's say something out of my reach happens, let's say I have to go to the doctor. I really don't worry about going to the doctor as much as I worry, like my timeline will not, will, will not be what I want it to be. Is that, is that healthy? This is a question that I should ask my doctor. I never ask the doctor that question. 
from an outsider, it doesn't seem to be healthy, but all right. So like, let me shift a little bit. What are your favorite tools to find information, to process information, to present information? It's mainly Twitter for information uh, related to Western news, Telegram, mostly for Ukraine and Russia. Also like Al Jazeera Al Arabiya for stuff that have to do with news related to Turkey or news related to Qatar or news related to the USA. Because if you go into news, Al Arabiya has a vision that's mostly different than Al Jazeera. And when you read both, you will see how things are going. Like reading from Fox News and from CNN. Like if each one will tell you a story in a way for the audience. So we try to analyze what's the real story behind it. And where are we going behind that? So I read here and I read and like I translate a lot during the day. I read in Arabic, I read in English, I read in French and I translate. I try to learn some Russian. It's hard. So yeah, I analyze the news and write the tweets in a way that will, will bring the truth closer. And that's how I, I built it. And I work, I, I, I definitely go into the websites. I read the news. I sometimes read the newspapers. I follow a lot of newspapers worldwide from the UK, from France, and try to see how things are building up. Like I, I read the news from Russia because you can't like be anti-Russian and not read the Russian news. You have to know what's going on. You know what I mean? So I read everything that's in front of me. I don't choose. What do you mean anti-Russian? Well, let's say a lot of people that are covering the Russian news, the war, they don't read, let's say, TASS, or they don't read the news that's coming out of Kremlin, or they don't read because they think it's propaganda. But no, sometimes you have to know, because it's propaganda both ways. You know what I mean? So I read here, and I read here, and analyze how things are going. It, you can't only read the one the the side that you are on or the side mm-hmm. that you prefer because if you if you follow that if you if you take one opinion then you're not analyzing you're just reading one opinion and copy pasting yeah absolutely so going back to the tools and so you find information through these places and then what's the next step from there i analyze them i write my reports Sometimes I upload my reports, sometimes I don't upload my reports. And I tweet and then do a video effect. I sometimes use Canva. I sometimes use a lot of others like uh, Illustrator. I have worked with Photoshop. I do the video news, video editing. And through that phase, I go into the Telegram. I post on my Telegram. I'm trying to post on my YouTube channel. So now I'm more fixing on building something new. I I want to go into voiceovers and videos with voiceovers so that get a wider target than, than just writing the news with some music. I know it needs a lot of time and I really don't have time. I wish the day was 48 hours. It's 24, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have an endpoint. Yeah. So do you think that analysts today need to be much more there's more demand from an analyst to 
know how to use different tools to be actually savvy with creating media and do you think that's important for an analyst today unfortunately today if you go back 10 years ago like analysts analysts or analysis was either read through newspapers that had to do with like military stuff and uh, or it didn't it didn't reach now with social media if you don't go into videos like people aren't interested you know so it's either like through words on twitter but you can't write words and get that out through instagram or through telegram or through youtube like i tried that i tried that for the, for a year now i post like something on twitter let's say let's say breaking russia attacks ukraine i got 3 million views on twitter that same post just writing if i upload it on instagram it gets like 3 likes so you have to show the video of the attack and how things are going through to get the interaction you need on instagram so you have to do a double work so what i do okay you need to the end point is a video let's build that video i do the video i do the writing step like war in ukraine day 357 i write that on twitter and connect my instagram video to that and i do the same way this way it's all linked i try to link all my posts together i post the video i give the reader on twitter what he needs if he wants to see the video he he clicks on the video he goes into instagram and sees it i post it on youtube and try to link all that by doing one or two news reports or news breaking news information so it's actually harder on instagram than on twitter it's harder on telegram than on both twitter and because like telegram it's wide and it's like you have to write and you have to write the report and you have to put the link and then maybe someone shares that and when he shares that you'll get his followers so on telegram it's actually harder while on let's say twitter you get a retweet one retweet from someone that has 1 million followers will get you around 2000 followers because that retweet will give yeah. you access to to his followers on instagram you have to get shared and you have to get likes and the algorithm should like you to show your video so it's 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 a matter of which type of news you want to show and how do you want to show it so going visually now is more important than actually just writing the news do you think that's a problem I think it's time consuming. It's more than yeah. a problem, it's time consuming. I'll explain more. Like let's say if I write the going back to the war on Ukraine, if I write that sentence or that phrase, it gets you 2 million views. On Instagram, after doing the video and the video edit and putting the correct music and posting it, knowing that the latest algorithm of the Instagram anything that has to do with guns or weapons you will be shadow banned and that's a more problem because for us this is like you have to choose now the pictures that you have to upload even if you upload the picture of yourself 
that has a gun, you'll get shadow banned. So you have to follow the algorithm that's shifting. So now you have to choose the correct video and the correct round. And then in the end, you'll get like 5,000 or 6,000 views, but it's more time consuming. Like it takes like 30 minutes, example, 30 minutes to do that while it takes you like 33 seconds to write an, a Twitter or a tweet and send it. But in the end, media now is the high game. The high end is media. So what does that mean? Like videos and visuals are now the most, people are mostly interested in that. So trying to reach that, like the high end games now is the visuals to do the correct video, to do the correct algorithm, to do the correct writing, the voiceover. It's a challenge. It's more of a challenge. I know that I can go and write that sentence on Twitter and finish and close the app and leave. But I'm interested in that because I think it's, it's not that it's time consuming. I'm going to put that aside. It's a challenge for me. Like I want to see how to reach. I want to break the algorithm. I want to reach like my videos to start reaching millions of views. Why is that important to you? Because I'm, I want to build rage to be seen by the most people I can. I want rage to go up the stairs, even if it's step by step. But I don't want any part that had like not, like not going into Instagram or not going into YouTube or not going into TikTok. I want to be on all social media. I want to try to do everything I can to be at the top of the game. Why? Sorry for, for asking a question, but I'm, I'm just interested. I want to get to what drives you. Why do you, and, and, and if you get there, you know, or when you get there, what's that? The next step. You know? So why are you doing this? What, what's the goal? I challenge myself. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. challenge for my own self. It's me learning more. It's not, I don't challenge anyone. You know, you're my friend. And all the OSINT accounts are my friends and I help everyone. I have no problem. You know, I'm not like, no, I want to build alone. I, I, it's not that I challenge myself. Like every time I learn something new, it's from the past. Okay. What's, in the, what's, what's, what would I learn today? What will I do today? I change how I work to, to try to reach perfection. And that's very hard, very time consuming and very, but I can't. I have to reach that stage that it's perfect and when it's perfect i don't know if it's perfect but i upload it like okay is it perfect or it's not perfect it's something that's i don't know it's maybe it's my hard drive it's broken or something <laughs> it's a it's a problem ahmed i'm telling you it's a problem each hmm. time i learn something new and i reach that end point that i wanted to reach I, I don't say, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I reached that. What's the next step? And I start with the next step with something harder. And I try to learn something that's maybe takes people years of studying to do. But no, I want to learn that. I want to reach that phase. What's the end game? I don't, I really, really don't know. It's not something that I keep for myself. If I know what's the end game, I'll tell you. I have no intention yeah. of keeping anything for myself, you know? It's just the drive, the, the intensity. Mm-hmm. 
do, do you think if you want to get started today in OSINT, you need to be able to do all of these things? No, you just need to have one thing in mind. It's not about copy-pasting. It's not about reading other tweets and putting and rephrasing them. It's about what do you want at the end? Mm-hmm. My my target was, and still is, telling the people the truth. And I'm honest at that. It's what drives me. Like everything I don't I try my best not to post anything that's that has illegitimacy, like not having a background. I try to go through like the recent episodes of the UFOs or the un many stuff that are happening now today. Maybe this podcast when they re- they are listening to it in the future, something that no one's talking about, or people know that they are aliens or not. It's not something like that. But look at the wider yeah. picture. Look at the wider picture. What's happening mm. in the USA today? Do you know the highest budget ever should be signed? The highest military budget should be signed mm-hmm. by the US government. And suddenly, Chinese balloons start showing up. Stuff that are like they go and tell you, we shut down a very mysterious saucer-like object. They could have shut it down without anyone knowing. They shut it down in in far Alaska. Like no one knows that this is happening. But that news made a lot of speculation. Okay, what's the target behind that? Did they really shoot that thing? Okay, why did you tell us that you shot a cylindrical silver-like substance? And then we didn't we are not able to retrieve any of the debris. Okay, let's go back. What What's the end game here? We don't know. So are they aliens? No, they, it's not aliens. It's something that... Okay, so where are the debris? We don't know. What did you shoot down? What, where is the like the video that from the satellites or from the... You know, it's the USA at the end. Where, where are the videos? What did you shoot down? What did the pilot see? And things go into speculation. And people start worrying. Are we under ET attack? Is it a drone? Is it a DJI drone that was flying? What's happening? Since the Chinese balloon incident, things shifted. And shifted in a way that's strange. I'm telling, I'm telling you that maybe in the future, maybe that's this, this is nonsense. Well, yeah, we don't know. So, so. You're yeah. saying that your your drive for the truth is to to help shed light on the events. Yes, it's not. The, you have to look at the bigger picture. Why is this All happening right. with the biggest budget in the USA? Are they connected? We don't know. Well, this is we this, is, this is not yeah. our podcast. And no, it's not I like speculation. It's what is it about that? Okay, it's two major events that are happening. When you come and tell me that the biggest mm-hmm. funding for the U.S. military is happening and it has to be passed, you have, mm-hmm. in a way, to shed light on something else. Is that something else to pass that or it's just a coincidence? But isn't that speculation? Isn't that the, the essence of what we're talking about? Because yeah, we're speculating this or you're speculating this. I know there's like a lot of uncertainty and like for us, yeah, yeah. the reason why we don't touch it, or we touch it, I mean, with the aerospace uh, focus team that we have, but 
I think the, the goal should always be, so what, right? Yeah. These things are shut down, right? These things showed up. So what? What does that mean? And what next? Well, I think that's, that's the role of, of a good analyst. And Excellent. I think we should, we should, you know what I mean? So I think that is something that we need to lead the way on or we need to show people. That's how we give decision support, right? Like wh- where are we going to go from here? So I don't want to go too much into this rabbit hole, to be honest with you. I'm honest with you. I don't want to go into that also. <laughs> I want to, I want to, uh, yeah. No, I understand you wanted to give an example. I want to ask you, I mean, maybe something has changed since the last time we spoke, but is there, is there any advice, any good advice that you can give a person that wants to do as you do? First of all, it doesn't ha- you don't have to be a security background or intelligence background or anything that to have to do with that. You have to be honest with yourself. What's the purpose? Is it the purpose to just get followers and just copy paste? That will not lead you to anywhere. It's, it's something that will end. Maybe you'll start a meme account. I don't know after that. And your account will then be sold. But if you're actually into that, you have to know. It needs a lot of time, it needs a lot of work, it needs a lot of analyzing, and you have to give it a lot. It costs, it's costly, it doesn't give back at first. It's very important like, to know that this is, you are reaching to people with information, and that information could change people's lives. You could make problems to those people. You can't just like, go and talk nonsense. It's it's very important to shed light on what's going on, but shed the true light, not the light that you want them to see. You don't give them your opinion at all. Give them your opinion under my opinion. And that's what I do. Like, I write a lot of information. And I show my opinion, I write, my opinion is, and I get attacked a lot because it's sometimes different from the information that I'm showing. But it's my opinion. But you can't show your opinion always. Because that opinion will of, maybe will offend a lot of people will be, you have to know it's something that's very difficult because it's not you going out or showing your girlfriend or going out with your car and taking pictures of your car. It's information that has to do with people's lives. People's lives that are changing. A lot of people are dying. This year alone, we have 300,000 of minimum of death between Ukraine and Russia. 300,000. And that's not a number that anyone's talking about. They just tell you that Russia lost this much and maybe Ukraine lost this much. But in the end, if you add them up, you have the minimum of 300,000 people that have lost their lives. Fathers, sons, wives. And this is dangerous. This is dramatic and drastic and I don't see an end to that but if you want to go and go into that deep phase you will have to see the gore and the death and the blood these are humans in the end if it's Russia or Ukraine or Azerbaijan or Armenia it's Mm -hmm. you have to know that you have to go through a lot are you into that just to get these followers okay try but it's not something that's easy yeah, we spoke about this in the last episode, right? We were, yeah, we were like 35. Yeah. I don't know anyone anymore. 
they all had dreams, they all had a lot of problems, medical problems, physical problems, you know? So it's something that's very hard. Know that you're going into something that's very deep and very challenging. It's not something that has to do with with everything that you're passing through. It's something that's dangerous. Dangerous for your mind and dangerous for the people that you are sending those messages to. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's very important. I appreciate you saying that because I feel people sometimes forget, you know, the, the impact of, of their work to, to close out. I don't remember what you said the last time, but I don't, I don't even know if you have time. But is there anything that you're watching or reading or, or listening to outside of this? You know, is there anything that you relax with outside of maybe your sports? Is there any media, other types of media that you consume? To be honest, most of my day is listening to music, all types of music. I read on train. What do you read? Reading books now is out of the question because I don't have time for that. I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I, you gave me two books to read. I'm sorry I didn't start them yet. I told you that, but I just... Fair enough. Fair enough. But with everything that's going on, I'm focused more on the daily stuff, the daily effects, especially what's going on in my country. My country is in ruins. And if anyone that's listening to me that's living in this country, take care of yourself. Things are going to be bad. It's very dangerous. The economic level, the crash, everything that's going on is very dangerous. Okay, I don't want to go into that, maybe on another level, another time, but yeah. for now, okay. I, I listen to music and I train and I read all the news that I can during that 24 hours a day, minus the time I sleep. Well, anybody who follows you will know that that's true because the amount of time that you spend with uh, is absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, hats off to you, man, because I think you're doing important work. As I said before, I think it shows that you put a lot of passion and, and love into it. And I think at the end of the day, whatever you do, do it with that type of passion and that type of love. But I will say this to you and, and I will say this to the rest of the audience too, because we've, we've been talking about this for a long time now. Uh, in, in previous podcasts, we've talked about this and, and I will keep talking about it is that take care of yourself, take care of your mind, take care of your body, go out there, go for walks, work out if you can, you know, like Carlos is doing sleep, unlike Carlos is doing and, you know, and talk to people, you know, talk to people outside of what you're doing and talk to your family and stay ground. I think that's very important. And obviously me and you will continue to keep talking. We, we touch base. I think daily. So, uh, Carlos, absolute pleasure again. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, I think, you know, I cannot wait to, to what you do with Ray Jackson and Ray and tell and, and how you, how you grow that and what new things you will come up with. Because as I have seen so far, everything you've touched, yeah, has turned into something really cool. So, uh, I'm a big fan, and uh, and I hope to see you grow, man. Ahmed, first of all, I want to thank you for having me. It's a really pleasure, a very important pleasure to me. I wish Great Dynamics all the best, and we are one team. 
different names, but I promise you our own team, I will continue to be that. I congratulate you on season two, and I hope to be on season three also, maybe shed new information. I wish you all the best. Absolutely. And I know you will reach, I know you will reach very, very high places. And I'm certain of that because I'm very interested and amazed with, with your work, with the effort you put and with the time you put. We don't talk about that because I'm the one that's being asked, but maybe someday you'll be at the other end of the microphone. I'm going to say it again. Thank you very much. And it's, it's been a pleasure. Always. And that's all for today. Thank you, uh, Carlos. And uh, for everybody listening, again, thank you guys so much for all the support. I really appreciate it. Um, we will share every place where you can find Carlos and uh, Rajax in the show notes. So check that out. Just to remind everybody, guys, we have a subscription on the website where you can read some of our reports that our brilliant analysts are working on some some longer analysis and shorter stuff daily we publish so if you want to have access to that and you're a listener of the podcast you're in luck we offer 20% discount now for yearly subscriptions so if you want to have that 10% discount please use the word podcast in the discount code uh, in all small letters podcast and you'll get that and uh, you can just follow our work or you know for the top secret version you can get access to our community where you can talk to all the analysts you can ask them questions you can ask reports so yeah looking forward to engaging with all of you guys more on that and I will talk to you guys very soon thank you again Carlos for being here and talk to you soon Thank you, everybody. You are welcome, my friend.